0: and welcome to Hudson La Liga 18th match day for many teams actually it's the last game of the year for others not but of course not for Alvaro Romeo because we will be doing more videos until the end of the year. How are you Alvaro nice to see you again.
1: Very nice to see you Edu. Very nice to see you Um, as you said I mean La Liga is going to take a small breaker Uh, Premier League is taking no break at all and uh, Germany, the Netherlands are taking a longer break. But in La Liga, I believe that they, we need a bit of a breaker because if Real Madrid keeps on playing games in this current <laughs> run, La Liga will be over very soon because they are winning every single game. So, yeah, I think that the break is needed for all the teams that, to get their act together and, you know, to start over again.
0: And actually, this is a very good match day for Real Madrid to put more points in between with the second because we have Sevilla-Atletico de Madrid. So let's analyze all the games with Alvaro and with you guys. Ask any question to him, participate in the video, comment the video, and don't forget to press the like button and subscribe. Let's go on with the show. in this uh, midweek we have copa del rey games actually until thursday there are copa del rey fixtures with some surprises the big teams uh, had a bit of a rest uh, which is good for them and on friday starts the new match day with celta espanol we have celta a team that don't uh, win any game playing at balaidos only one victory during the season against one team Espanyol, that they are very bad, also playing away, no victories for them. This season, only three points away from Cornellà El Prat. So, what do we do, Álvaro? We back Celta with only one victory at home, or Espanyol with no victories at all away from home?
1: I think that we have to look at different markets here. Maybe not necessarily the full-time market because, you know, Espanyol to win is something that sounds appealing to me on paper that pays 4-10. But at the same time, you say that very well. Espanyol away from home is a very different thing to what they are at home. Uh, for this game, for me, there is a key factor, which is Jago Aspas. Is he going to be back for this game? Yes or no? We know that he sustain a bit of a muscular injury, all together with the suspension in last game. He could feature in this game, and he's the changing uh, man. Uh, He changes everything, the impact man for uh, Celta. And then Hugo Mayo could return too. He's an important player, but nowhere near the importance of Thiago Aspas in this team. In Espanol, let me tell you something. I was very happy to see last week that Javi Puado, was uh, playing very well because last season in the second division he was one of the best players, Spanish under 21 international. I really think that this guy can play really good top play top play football. Whatever he plays at Espanyol, or if he plays for a better team in the future, I don't know Valencia, Sevilla. So yeah, it's a good moment for Espanyol. I think that they are doing. Good enough, and they are ninth on the table right now. Uh, they don't draw a lot of games lately. I mean, it's either they win or they lose. But you know that if you don't draw, but you win every two games, actually, you're getting a great return as well. So that's why they are ninth on the table, 23 points, and they are 10 points off the relegation. So great season for them. For this game, I could go for the double chance for Espanol. This is obviously more conservative than Espanol winning, that pays 182, or the Asian handicap plus 0.5 for Espanol, meaning that if they win, you win, and if they draw, you win as well. That uh, would be very interesting too, because it pays 187.
0: So you have some trust on Espanol, especially if Iago Aspas is not exactly. on the pitch. Then on Saturday, we have Rayo Vallecano a la Vez. One of the things that we always do in this La Liga, Álvaro is betting on Rayo when they are playing at home. Unfortunately for us, the bookies also know and they are low in the odds for them. Still not that bad. Actually, 1.9 for the best home team in La Liga, seven victories, one draw, and now especially playing against Alaves, a team that are struggling in the last uh, weeks. Uh, They were lucky to get a draw against Getafe in the last minutes. They are out even of the Copa del Rey in the middle of the week against Linares. Uh, (laughs) Do we back Rayo here with Asian Handicap or not?
1: We should, I think, yeah, because uh, number one, Alaves away from home, they got only five points out of 15. Uh, and because Rayo at home, they they win pretty much all their games. I mean, they all their wins in this La Liga season, apart from their win at San Mames, have been at home. Maybe Falcao can return for this game. And uh, I don't know how fit he's going to be because he's been in the sidelines for a couple of months. And obviously, uh, a player who is 36, uh, 35 years old, uh, you know, it takes more time for him to recover and be back to his 100%. But I think that Rayo has to be a favorite here. Mm, it's not only about Falcao because Falcao has been out. And uh, some other players, they have done a great job in his absence. They like, the likes, for example, of Sergio Guardiola, the player that I that I that I, that I rate quite a lot. I think that Tsi has been playing really well. Uh, Álvaro García, Trejo is an ex- excellent uh, midfielder too. So yeah, you have to give the upper hand to Rayo Vallecano here. Look, um, Rayo to win pace 183 is about right. You um, mentioned that, Edu, but uh, we have to mention this again. I think that the bookies, they already caught the hang of Rayo Vallecano and they know that Rayo can be dangerous at home. That's why they lower down the the odds, or the Asian Handicap Corners minus two for Rayo, they are going to attack more, that pays 180, and if we go to the Asian Handicap, those two that I said before are the ones that I recommend, but if we go to the Asian Handicap, well, uh, you could back something like the Asian Handicap minus 1.5 for Rayo Vallecano, that pays 340, and I think mm-hmm. that is about right as well, minus 1.5, meaning that if they win by one, you lose, but if they win by two, you win, and I can see them doing that to Alavesco.
0: They've hammered uh, some teams, actually, in this La Liga. It's an amazing return for Rayo, one of the historic teams that they are always up and down, getting promotions and relegations. Uh, One team, Rayo, they are doing very well. If uh, we understand the low odds for Rayo playing at home, I cannot understand the odds in the following game. Álvaro, you have to explain it to me, because we have Real Sociedad, Villarreal is... uh, easy to say right now that and we were saying actually in the previous week that Real Sociedad is falling in La Liga, no victories in the last four, no goals scored in these games and they are facing a team like Villarreal that perhaps finally they are getting the result they should have gotten earlier this season. It's been a great week for Emery qualifying for the Champions League, beating Atalanta, beating Rayo, also in La Copa. They won comfortably.
1: Yes, I think that uh, the win against Atalanta was a turning point for Villarreal's season. I think that the fact that they were 13th on the table, it was a little bit fictional, Edu, uh, because they weren't playing so badly. And on top of that, uh, Gerard Moreno had been out from September until uh, mid-November. And, you know, the, the, he's the key player at Villarreal. He's back. He's scoring goals. And I think that Unai Emery's side is going to rocket up uh, probably very soon. And uh, I can see them like coming onto 7th or 8th in La Liga soon. In or three weeks I think that they'll be there Uh, they're a very good team they are a a great proposition and uh, they have done this summer one of the best investments in in their history so I can only see Villarreal improving the Unai Emery uh, flirtation with the Newcastle United is forgotten and the club has qualified for the Champions League last 16 rounds. So, you know, I think a Villarreal, they are doing quite well. And When it comes to Real Sociedad, yes, they have lost lately. They have lost the last three games in the league. Uh, they have thrown uh, another one. But are, the identity of their opponents... Um, it's also worth mentioning. I mean, they lost to Real Madrid. They also lost to Betis, who are a, a fine team. They are doing so well that they, they will be qualifying for Champions League. And the game against Betis was slightly deceptive. I think that Betis deserved to win it, yes. But Real Sociedad mm, was very competitive against them in the first half. And, you know, the game or the scoreline is a bit deceptive. A little bit too much in favour of Betis. All that said, I think that the Real Sociedad is suffering from the lack of creation, because they have had many injuries. And Silva and Merino being out together is a bit of a pain for Real Sociedad because then they have to play in a different way. They don't control the game as much. They have to use their wingers more. But then in midfield, they don't have so much uh, uh, dictation of the tempo. So yeah, for this game, I could go for the following. Villarreal to win, I like it. That pays 375. The over 2.5 goals, if you don't know exactly who's going to win, if you have your doubts about it, that pays 225. Or the ICN handicap plus 0.5 for Villarreal. This is my most conservative bet. And it means that if they draw, you win as well. If they win, you win. If they draw, you win. And uh, that will pay 171. So I think that the odds for Villarreal are quite generous. Villarreal to win 375, that's fantastic.
0: I really like it as well. And now that you mention Alvaro, it looks like science fiction, no? Emery joining Newcastle, seeing how Newcastle, (laughs) they are still in the Premier League, probably or fighting no to avoid the relegation and Villarreal in the last 16. I guess there is not uh, money in this life, also what is living in the north of England or living in Villarreal or Valencia. Emery chose the... Option of staying at Villarreal and enjoying the sunshine of the Mediterranean Sea. In the Mediterranean Sea also is Barcelona and Elche. Actually, Barcelona, where is the shabby effect? I cannot see it as well. Big smile,
1: big smile from Edu.
0: Of course, more drama. The team is not winning a single game, not even against uh, Osasuna. And we have the Shabby effect on one side and then we have the Francisco effect on Elche because they've improved uh, a little bit. They put a fight in the derby against Valencia. They won at home in the first game with Francisco. I guess at one point, Barcelona, they should win. Even with the bad news, no, for Aguero, I think... Uh, uh, everything is negative for Barcelona, even that uh, uh, hard concern with uh, El Cunagüero. Well, yeah, he, he will retire from football. I think that the Cunagüero story is a very
1: sad one. And uh, it's been unlucky by Barcelona that they sign a player uh, for free. And Cunagüero for free seemed like a, a really clever signing. And, you know, four months after that, uh, he has to retire. Well, what can you do, really? But, yeah. You're right, Edu, the the Xavi effect at Barcelona uh, has been probably minimized by Barcelona's opponents, uh, starting by Bayern the other day uh, and following up by Osasuna uh, when Barcelona got a two-all draw. You know, after the game against Osasuna, Xavi Hernández said that uh, he praised the youngsters a lot, but in that um, that, uh, huge compliment to the youngsters, there was a critic hidden to the older players who we are not delivering. I think that Nico, Gabi, um, Araujo, hopefully Fat in the future, they are actually offering a lot, but the veteran players or the um, guys in the mid 20s, they are not offering enough. And uh, Xavi looked pretty disappointed. I think the problem with Barcelona, and I repeat this again, is that up front this weekend, they will probably have to play with the following three men. Listen to this, please. Listen to this, please, listener. Look, de Jong, Dembele, and Abde. No, I'm not saying that these guys are bad players, but they are not Bar- Barcelona material right now. Dembele, yes, they could be in the future. Luke de Jong, I'm telling you. Luke de Jong was a player who didn't play for Sevilla, and in Sevilla, they didn't want him. And I think that he had very fine seasons uh, in the Netherlands, but in Spain, for whatever the reason, this guy, he hasn't adapted. Pique is suspended too. And Elche, we know what they are about. Uh, they have improved, it's true. Uh, in the last game, uh, they ended up... Uh, Losing, but uh, it was a tough opponent, the one that they had in front, Uh, it was Valencia, they beat them 2-1, but in the game before they managed to beat 3-1 to Cádiz, still, you know, I'm going to be optimistic with Barcelona once again, and probably they will prove me wrong because they've been doing that the whole season, but at some point they will have to start winning games here and there, and this week they have had the whole week to train, or at least to not to think about competitive football because they played just a friendly game against Boca Juniors uh, in Saudi Arabia. So, Barcelona to win the first half is 187, you know. I believe that they were this close to winning the first half against Osasuna too. And uh, I'm going to go for the Asian Handicap Corners because I think that Barcelona will have to attack more. Scoring goals is a different story. Asian Handicap Corners, minus three for them. That pays
0: 192. Félix is telling us that uh, Elche value is huge and actually if we check the Asian Handicap, look at this, Álvaro, Asian Handicap plus 1.5 for Elche pays 1.86. So for you to lose that bet, Barcelona have to win. For two goals difference and we know yeah. that Barcelona, they are not scoring a single goal and they are not thrashing any team this season. So probably if they win this game that they should, uh, it will be by a short margin because they are always struggling. That's uh, also another option apart from the corners that you are mentioning and the game of the games in this match day is in the Sanchez Juan We have Sevilla, Atletico, de Madrid. The, uh, uh, that's why I said at the beginning that Real Madrid can have even more points gap with the second. Right now is Sevilla. They got a very lucky victory. Very lucky victory very. against Atletico Because uh, Atletic should have scored at least a couple of goals. Also, they are very lucky. In the Copa del Rey, they qualified in penalties in the previous round in the extra time against Córdoba. And they struggled also to score goals. Last five games were under 2.5 goals. Alvaro, checking the games between these two teams, most of the times are draws in the recent history. Sevilla won last season, by the way. Perhaps we should expect also low-scoring game, a draw 1-0, 0-1, something like this. Uh... Yeah, that could be that
1: could be the possibility. Yeah, I was thinking about over two goals or under two goals. That was my only doubt when I was checking the checking the bookies. Actually, I'm gonna go for over two goals, which is not a lot either. Over two goals that pays 191. You know, I think Sevilla at home they are different. In Sevilla at home they are a bit more adventurous, well, much more adventurous than away from home, and, and at the same time they they are like obliged to win and uh, the game is going to come in a perfect moment of the of the week, on Saturday at 8 p.m. We know that the atmospheres in the football grounds, especially in the big clubs football grounds, they change depending on what time uh, of the day you are playing. No, uh, For example, if Real Madrid plays late in the evening or Sevilla or Atletico or Athletic Club Bilbao, there is a certain atmosphere of big club atmosphere that cannot be replicated anywhere else in La Liga. I do believe that. That's why I think that Sevilla maybe... Uh, for this game, I'm not saying that they are going to win it, but the over two goals against a team that defends very well at a, like Atletico de Madrid on paper and against a team uh, with a team that defends very well like Sevilla, that is kind of all right, you know, because I think that uh, it's not so difficult to go, to have, for example, a 1-2-1, for example, in this game. And uh, Atletico uh, has been a little bit leaky defensively lately against Real Madrid. Uh, Real Madrid beat them whenever they wanted. Uh, I think that this is very important. And Sevilla against Atletico Bilbao, despite having the best defense in La Liga, um, Atletico Bilbao hit the post twice and uh, had the best chances. So, you know, I will go for that one, over two goals in this case. And the draw is something that I do like here, just for what you mentioned before. Historically, uh, Sevilla and Atletico de Madrid are drawing lately lately uh, a few games, and uh, that will pay three fifteen. And that is something slightly more speculative, of course, but I like it here.
0: If we check the odds for the outright market, as you can see, it's all around three. The victory for Sevilla, the victory for Atletico, or even the draw. If we go for goals, someone expecting goals actually gets good money because uh, over 2.5 goals is 2.71, under 1.58. So the bookies don't expect many goals. Tino is going for both teams to score. and Félix for Atletico draw no bet Félix
1: no Félix is also saying that Sevilla was missing a ton of players against uh, Mm -hmm. Atletico Bilbao but the same thing applies to Atletico Bilbao I mean we were missing uh, Villa Libre we were missing Yuri uh, we are missing Vivian who is probably the best defender we have all together with Inigo Martínez so at this stage of the season there are many casualties of course and Sevilla uh, is not having ready for this game Fernando Uh, because he's suspended, Nesir is out, Navas is out, Suso, Lamela, Uh, Ocampos is doubtful. So, you know, the fact that Fernando doesn't play for Sevilla makes me think that they will be over two goals in this game as well, because you know this is the best holding player Sevilla has, and suddenly he's getting removed from the axis. Who's going to play as well as Fernando in that position? Joan Jordán. I don't think. I don't think so. I think that Joan Jordán is more of an attacking midfielder than a defensive one. So I think that here Sevilla may have a problem with the Fernando's absence.
0: And Atletico de Madrid, they are going to end the year in Granada, in Los Cármenes. Granada, they are playing on Sunday against Mallorca. And I think we didn't... (laughs) Think about that one or two months ago, but it looks like Robert Moreno is going to eat the, (laughs) we say in Spanish, the, well, a cake, no? But uh, (laughs) for Christmas, he's going to stay in Christmas in Granada. After the draw, they get in Cádiz. They beat Alavés, so they are getting away from the hot spots in the table. And now perhaps they get also a good result against Mallorca, who got four points in the last two weeks against big teams, against Celta or Atletico de Madrid. Mm, This one is difficult, I think, uh, Álvaro, from the betting perspective.
1: This one is a tricky one, yeah. I would agree with that. Um, I wouldn't go to the extremes in this game. I think that uh, the result is going to be um, logical, but never too extreme. There won't be like a 3-0 for a team or... 4-1, anything like that. I don't see that happening. These clubs, they are not particularly high scoring. Mallorca has scored 16 goals in 17 games. Granada, 17 goals in 16 games. So you can see that there is a trend in there. One goal per game maximum for both teams. And when it comes to defending, they are not catastrophic like Cádiz has been or like Levante has been, but they are not particularly reliable either. I would say that Granada is improving, that's for sure, because at the beginning of the season uh, they were uh, flirting with the relegation spots and now they are a little bit far away from it, a little bit only. Uh, Three Three points points and uh, probably a positive um, goal difference in comparison to Cádiz. Uh, Granada in the last games they have gotten five points out of the last nine. In the last game they drew... With Cádiz, which is alright, Cádiz players were so upset because they thought that they had it and then they lost their advantage. And then when it comes to Mallorca, beating Atletico de Madrid was probably the best thing that they have done lately this season. And they are a team that they that is not particularly different at home and away from home. They got two wins at home, two wins away from home. And when it comes to the draws, they have thrown two games away from home either. So there is not real difference in Mallorca playing at home and away. For this game, I could go for the Asian Handicap 0 for either way. Mm, The Asian Handicap 0 for the home team is something that I will, mm, by default, uh, back more into teams that are quite tight. So, Asian Handicap 0 for Granada, that pays 1.8. That means that if they draw, you get a stake refund. And Granada to win, this is the... Mm, farthest I can get with the odds here. Granada to win pace 255, but I think that this is a game to minimize losses. So the Asian handicap
0: 0 for Granada, 1.8, my favorite bet here. Very balanced game indeed. Simon is going for draw half time, which is not bad. And Felix is wondering why Mallorca, Luis Garcia, don't put Cubo on the pitch at the beginning of the games because. He has a lot of creativity, of course, as he showed in El Wanda Metropolitano. Then, to teams that they struggle to score, what to say about Athletic? Athletic Betis uh, is not about the chances, because in every game, uh, Athletic creates uh, many chances, but they don't score three games without scoring, eight winless games. Only one of these eight was over 2.5 goals. We can see how difficult it is to score and also... Form teams of La Liga with four consecutive victories. You mentioned before how they thrust uh, uh, Real Sociedad in an impressive way.
1: Yes, this is a difficult game for Atletic Club Bilbao, obviously. Mm, But at the same time, they need the three points so badly that I think that Betis can have a torrid time here in Bilbao this time. Uh, Atletic Club Bilbao, let me go very quickly with this. And this doesn't... uh, Speak well of uh, Iñaki Williams or Raúl García or Berenguer or Iker Muniain or whoever dares to take a shot. Athletic Club Bilbao has the worst expected goals ratio from the big five leagues in Europe. Uh, according to the expected goals um, parameter metrics, they should sure have scored this season 24 goals. And uh, they haven't scored nowhere near that amount. I think they have scored this season 13 goals. Athletic Club Bilbao, yes, yeah, 13 the good thing for them is that they are such a good defense that uh, they have conceded only twelve goals. So that makes them a difficult team. I think I will show that against Sevilla the other day. Um, they attack, but then when the ball gets to Inaki William, who's going through a very, uh, very big, uh, very big uh, blip in his form, or to Raúl García, who's not scoring many lately, or uh, whoever plays up front, really, uh, Athletic is not scoring the goals, and uh, that obliges the team to do a massive effort to score only one. That is the problem with them. And uh, Villarri-Libre is still out in the sidelines. I think that this guy will become important as the season goes by because he is offering a different type of uh, physicality than uh, Iñaki Williams. And I think that Villarri-Libre can be important, but he's still injured. Uh, When it comes to Betis, I was impressed with them against the Real Sociedad. I think that Alex Moreno is one of those players that we don't talk a lot about, but uh, he has been very impressive this season, Edu. Then uh, we have Canales who has extended his contract uh, this season as well, and I think that his release close is 1 billion. Uh, That tells you, number one, that he will never leave Betis unless uh, (laughs) they both want to to part ways. And number two, that uh, Betis considers uh, Canales probably the most important player of their project, all together with Fekir, right? So, yeah, Betis was very impressive. They've got the Spanish top scorer in La Liga, uh, who is Juanmi. He has scored two more goals than Raúl de Tomás. RDT for the friends. And uh, for this game, I'm going to go for the following. You know, I still believe that Atletic at Samames, they are a strong team to beat. Uh, Sorry, a difficult team to beat. So, I'm going to go for the following. Uh, It's a bit conservative, this one. Over 0.5 goals in the first half. That pays 150. And then I think that Athletic Club Bilbao is going to attack more their way. So the Asian Handicap corners minus two. Again, that pays 218. As you can see, I'm not taking responsibility of who is winning, who is losing. I'm just saying that I think that there will be one goal at least in the first half. And Athletic Club Bilbao will take three more corners than Betis.
0: Mm, I like the drone of bet for Betis. uh, As Santa and Felix are telling us, because we have uh, really high odds for Betis. We cover ourselves with the draw as an insurance, so if you also think that Betis can get the three points or have an insurance if they draw, it looks good with these very high odds for Pellegrini's men. And if you are thinking, Alvaro, that Athletic don't score enough, what to say about Getafe? Only yeah. 11 goals scored this season and four were against uh, Cádiz. Very unlucky against conceding in the very last minutes against Alaves as it happened with Granada. But if we want to see the positive side four undefeated games, they are not that far from salvation. But they need to win this one against uh, Osasuna, a team that have not won in the last eight. And the next game for Getafe is going to be the, in the new year. Real madrid so they have to win this game. Again, we always say Getafe need to win, need to win, but uh, this is almost a mass victory. A mass win. Yes,
1: it is. Well, Getafe has improved uh, when it comes to scoring under Kike. Uh, you said before they have scored 11 goals this season. So I really feel sorry for those who pay a ticket to go at Getafe Ground and watch a football game. But Edu, let's don't forget about something. When Kike arrived, Getafe has esc- scored only three goals in La Liga. Three. Three. Uh, after Kike's arrival, they have scored eight. So, there has been an improvement in there. Obviously, that was going to happen with Kike or without Kike, right? But still, Getafe, little by little, they are a bit better than they were at the beginning of the season. That, for me, is uh, is pretty clear. Uh, it's true that Getafe, they have become a stronger team, uh, more solid, at least. Uh, they beat uh, four games ago. Cádiz, for nil, and then they haven't lost in the last uh, three games. Drawing, for example, against Athletic Club Bilbao in a game that I believe that they deserve to win. But tonight, Simon did a massive save um, just to prevent Athletic Club Bilbao from losing. So, that is Getafe right now, and they are playing this difficult game against Osasuna. Osasuna, funnily enough, this season are better away from home. Mm -hmm. Um, Against Barcelona the other day, yes, they got a draw, but uh, they have won this season four games away from home, against Villarreal, against Mallorca, against against Tladez, against Cádiz. Chimi Ávila is scoring the goals, but most importantly, Osasuna away from home, they play in a way that... uh, It's more effective. I don't know if uh, I can call it more adventurous. I don't think so. I think at home they are adventurous enough. But they are certainly more effective away from home. So for this game, I have to back Osasuna. After what they did against Barcelona, because away from home they have been really good. For example, I like this one. The send Handicap plus 0.25 for Osasuna. If they win, you win. If they draw, you get a half win. I know that it sounds too complicated, but it's more simple than it sounds. That pays you 183. And the in Handicap 0 for Osasuna, that pays 2.30. And I like this one a lot. Basically, if they draw, you get a stake refund. And if they win, you
0: win. So you trust Osasuna. Then, in the game against uh, Getafe, they have good odds, for sure, 3.4. Then, our next game, the last one on Sunday, Real Madrid, Cádiz, finally. Real Madrid had a full week to rest uh, some players. Now, there are a lot of COVID... Uh, Things, actually, Modric and Marcelo are positive, and the whole squad is getting tested, so let's see what is going to happen, but it should be an easy game against Cadiz, Cadiz last season, they beat Real Madrid in Valdebebas, actually, but this season is another thing, Alvaro, how can we find value and a good bet in this game?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question, actually. Um, uh, Number one, before anything, Edu, uh, there has been a question by Felix. He says whether Sandro is going to be injured for the game uh, with Getafe against Osasuna. He's doubtful for that game. And it's true that Sandro, maybe he's not scoring a lot of goals, but at the same time, he's very busy up front and his activity and, uh, you know, his physicality is uh, very welcome by Kike Sanchez Flores' uh, team. So let's see. Uh, if he can play when it comes to Real Madrid this is a tricky one obviously because Real Madrid right now they haven't lost in the last 13 games funnily enough Real Madrid um, has been uh, haven't lost a game since uh, Fernand Mendy came back. I think that we say that in the Champions League uh, show the other day, but uh, since uh, the left-back came back, for whatever the reason, Real Madrid hasn't lost the game. I think that uh, is part, part partly because he's sending David Alaba to the centre-back position, and uh, Militao and Alaba, they, have, they, they happen to have... Uh, a really good uh, harmony between them both. You know, I think Real Madrid has been really impressive. I think that they are not going to uh, make a mistake here. And I do believe as well that Cadiz' uh, bad results lately, they have been a little bit deceptive because they are dropping points in the last minutes of the games. But... Real Madrid, they are so far the best attack in La Liga with 39 goals. Only Betis can kind of chase them in this department because they have scored 30, but Real Madrid right now, they are running away with the title, and Carleto Ancelotti knows that. And Carleto Ancelotti, he is not rotating at all, so I don't expect many rotations here, unless there is a COVID outbreak at Real Madrid camp, which is something that we shouldn't Discard because uh, so far they're helping two positives in Real Madrid. One of them is Luca Modric, and probably he won't play. And he was definitely gonna play this game, right? So mm-hmm. for this game, I'm gonna go for the following: Real Madrid was scoring both halves. That pays 173. Can happen. It did happen against Atletico de Madrid. Why can it not happen again against Cadiz? Over 1.5 in the se- over 1.5 goals in the second half. 175. It pays very similarly. These are things that I'm recommending to you. A win to nil. That pays 205. Real Madrid is capable of keeping a, a clean sheet in defense if they keep the full attention for 90 minutes. And another one that pays slightly more than all these ones is the over 3.5 goals in the game. You know, Real Madrid is scoring many. Basically, uh, that pays 225. So, in the same way that for some games um, I'm recommending you to minimize losses, like for example in the Granada Mallorca game, for this game I'm telling you, yeah, uh, there are like three or four odds favorable to Real Madrid that I think that you should consider.
0: As I said at the beginning, we have uh, Sevilla, Atletico de Madrid, so the two main uh, chasers for Real Madrid, and Real Madrid are playing an easy game at home against Cádiz, so it should be a good match day for Los Blancos. They are ending the year in San mames in the middle of the week. But before we come out for the last games of the season in this match day. We have another game on Monday and this is a derby I love it. in Valencia and I don't understand the odds actually for this game. We are seeing below 2.85 for Levante, 2.8 for Valencia. Even in Otspedia, I can find right now higher odds for both outcomes. Being Levante favorite and Valencia having odds of 3.3. I cannot understand that, Álvaro, because Levante, they haven't won any game this season, even out of Copa del Rey against Alcoyano. So it's everything bad for them. It's true that there is a derby and everything can happen, but Valencia looks uh, solid. They know how to suffer as well in the last games. They
1: know how to suffer Uh, and Valencia to win seems to me like the most logical thing if you have a look very quickly and you don't have a lot of time to reckon your brains about uh, what can happen here go for Valencia to win that base 275 is absolutely fine and and uh, don't feel guilty about it don't don't feel that you are taking a massive risk I mean it makes a lot of sense because Levante hasn't won a league game since uh, April. And uh, that should uh, suffice, I think. And I know that Levante has improved a lot. The other day, for example, they scored three goals. And that's not bad, considering that uh, this is a team that is bottom of the table. If Levante is going to uh, avoid relegation this season, it's going to be because of their attack. Because they've got players up front who can score many goals. But their defense is catastrophic. I mean, the amount of goals that Levante has considered this season, they have conceded 32 Thirty-two. They are out of the cup. They haven't won since uh, mid-April. You know, take it easy with Levante, Bookies, I think that Valencia this time should have the upper hand. Maybe Levante wins because you never know how football goes. Uh, There can be a quick suspension, quick injury. um, Red card at the beginning of the game. But Valencia to win it makes more sense. Another... Markets that you could have a look at, for example, the both teams to score market, I like it, Valencia scoring and Levante have scored in the last three games, Uh, they scored against Betis, they scored in the last game three goals, so why not that, that pays 180, but I like, for example, the draw no bet for Valencia, I like that one here, that pays 195, and the over 2.5 goals is another market that I could have a look at, for example, three goals, uh, 2-1 for Valencia, for example, why not, that pays 210, many values here, Levante-Valencia, I like it to bet. Real Madrid-Cádiz, I like it to bet as well.
0: Yeah, let's go for Valencia. This one in the derby, for sure. We can. We have to bet against Levante always this season. Then Álvaro, Acálvaro, Acáro, no? whatever they call you because you name so many. I don't like Acas. none of them, but anyway. Yeah. Anyway, what can I do? I cannot Expert stop you from Acas. saying that. Expert in Acas. Yeah. Let's listen
1: to the Acá. Okay, let's go for it, Edu, let's go for it. Mayaka is the following. Asian handicap corners, minus four for Barcelona. Asian handicap corners, minus two for Athletic Club. Real Madrid to score in both halves. And Levante Valencia, both teams to score. That pays
0: 17.98. Okay, high one. Actually, seven almost 18. Then Álvaro. Thank you. As always, we still have one more video, uh, this or two more videos actually, for La Liga this year because uh, there are four interesting games in the middle of the week, the following week. So we will be in touch. Thanks everyone for watching, of course, and leaving your comments. Still, you can do it in the video. And don't forget, press the like button and subscribe. Álvaro, see you soon. Thank you.
1: Take care, you. Bye-bye.